Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace, and they're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie's helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. My latest project, tree trimming for our phone lines into the radio show. I mean, any home improvement you need, Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides that tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and in your area. Get started at Angie.com, that's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The app and the website is free to use. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only $4.95 a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how. Hi, superhero nerd. Hi, and to think we're only a month or two away from the whole debate over black super or black Santa Claus. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Black Santa Claus, yes. yes. We have to make a big uh, you know, political debate, a big uh, shovel fight over... <laughs> Uh, uh, fictional characters. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And and so many of them forget that this is the son of Superman. This yes. is not Clark Kent. Right. It's Jonathan Kent. And so the whole Lois Lane thing is completely irrelevant unless there's something going on in the comics that I'm not aware of that would yes. be extra saucy. That's but really you know. awkward. Who is the right yeah, wing, <laughs> the right wing lady that like Superman is in love with Lois Lane, period, because <laughs> she misspelled mm. Lois. <laughs> Like, oh, you're Lewis just doubling Lane. down that he's obviously gay or bi. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was my porn name for a while. <laughs> was, it, Lane. was it? I thought yeah. so. Lewis Lane was, is trans. It wasn't Dick trans. Bench. Speaking of um, <laughs> shovel fights. <laughs> yeah. Dick yeah. Speaking Dick of um, shovel fights and superheroes, Bob Seska on Twitter yesterday, I was just like, go on, go on. With your bad self. Well, yeah. you are like me, happy clappy. You are a fighter. Um, you just, it was a whole sort of, and there's a bunch of different people responding to you, but you said, I'm okay with taking a breather from politics on a personal basis if you're feeling burned out, but giving up on democracy is not a winning right. political strategy, and it's exactly yeah. what they want. But you just, okay, somebody all capped you. Uh, no. I don't even know what they were responding to. Just bull Bob. A fixed craps table is not won by trying harder. It's won by throw the table over and crush the fixed dice. It's time to crush the dice. And you said, well, yeah, I guess because there's gerrymandering, we should just give up. Or whatever crushing the dice means. You win more elections by registering, turning out significantly more voters. Ask Stacey Abrams whether she, we thinks, whether she thinks we should crush the dice or register more voters. So, yeah. you know, Bob, I would say all of the above. Yes, mm -hmm. we, we call and protest and scream about getting the voting rights bill. We fight on every front, but you can't, that's your point. You can't give up yeah. on every front. Yeah. You can't go, oh, well, because of the voter suppression bills, then we're just going to give up. We ha it has to make you, us fight harder, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, uh, none of it matters. Any court challenges to some of these laws, uh, it's irrelevant unless we're winning more elections on top of it. And that's the key. And this all originated out of uh, this this ongoing discussion about civil war and secession. And I was kind of 
uh, as I have been many times over the last year or so, yeah. uh, deeply concerned over the casual nature with which the idea of secession is brought about on social media. Yeah. These discussions. And civil war. Oh, and civil war. Yeah, just yeah, oh. exactly. Like this is, oh, we're just going to do this and it's going to be another, it's going to look like another debate on Twitter. It's going to look like one of my comment threads or something like that. And that's not what it's going to look like. It's going to look like a bloodbath. Yeah. And I think even the notion of saying, well, you know, those red states, all those Trump people, they can go and secede if they want to. Good riddance. Go, go. Even that is pro-secession and completely contrary. I mean, you talk about dishonoring the sacrifices that were made during the first civil war. Mm -hmm. I mean, this would be it, saying that secession is something that we can just casually toss around as, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of like, well, you know what? I've given up on democracy. I've given up on yeah. the notion of having a republic on the North American continent. Let's just secede and turn ourselves into Eastern Europe. That'll work. Yeah, well, <laughs> that never I mean, leaves a that never leaves nations vulnerable to attack, does it? Yeah, I mean, you made a great point, Bob, on Twitter. You said if you're okay with letting red states secede, you support secession too. Don't be a secessionist. I mean, yeah. it, it, right? It's the same. I, I I never heard anybody make that point that way. And I, I uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I could I could sit here for the next five hours and list all the reasons why secession is just such a terrible idea, and how even entertaining it, normalizing it, joking about it, not good. And we need to reacquaint ourselves with the reasons why secession is just a terrible idea. It's the end of all well, things, basically, for and, the United States. And, you know, there's all these Trump rally people, Bob, you know, just casually saying, oh, I see a civil war. I see a civil war coming. And you just said civil war is the thing you embrace when you've given up. Yeah. It's like the sweatpants of democratic politics. Only the sweatpants are permanently drenched in the blood of your friends and family. Oh, Bob, yeah. you went a little dark. <laughs> oh, you went a little dark. <laughs> I know. Jeez. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Well, I look, it, we fought revolution and that was important and we use our uh, our military and the you know the arsenal of the military to defend our nation but the way we operate in a democracy is not through the point of a gun not through fighting our own fellow americans it, it, democracy is a battle of words a battle of ideas and if you've gotten to the point where your ideas are so ineffectual and you've gotten to the point where you, you don't want to mention these ideas because you're just you're so sick and tired of it so you storm off and start shooting people that's you don't support democracy that is not democracy that's not what it's all about that is some other terrible form of militarism the guerrilla warfare however you want to define it uh but it, it seems like there's a considerable number of people and i see them in my comments so it's not not necessarily indicative of the broader universe that we're living in, but at least on social media, I see a lot of people are like, ah, it's all over. I'm turning over the game board and storming off, or I'm chucking the video game controller across the room when I'm not doing well in the video game and yeah. just quitting. And yeah. that's what this is all about. Oh, this well, is uh, now you're talking, so disconcerting. Now yeah. you're talking uh, Chris LeBoy's language. As you said, you don't <laughs> solve problems by hurling the game board across the room and storming off. That only creates new and progressively worse problems. You know, Chris LeBoy is from as a child. <laughs> when the Lincoln log didn't look exactly like it did on the box, he threw it and stormed away. Correct? Uh, I, was a per I was a child perfectionist, yes. So yeah. that's the, right. The political types were <laughs> right. You just yeah, smash yeah. it and walk away, uh -huh. right? So you're, Chris. You were going after you're. You were suing the system. You're taking on the system. Right. It wasn't just that. No, my he was a little Lincoln brat. He was a little is... brat. That's what. <laughs> yeah. if, I, if I couldn't get the Lincoln logs to look like it looked on the front of the box, I, I, 
it upset me. <laughs> and you're blaming the manufacturer. Yes, like, I am. For uh, something more. It's, it's like Governor Lepetamine from uh, Blazing Saddles. I always get the warped one. He's got the paddle game right. that doesn't work. Why do Aww. I always get the warped one? Baby, baby Chris's first Hulk smash. Uh. <laughs> So cute. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bob, I rode bikes this weekend with someone 6'7". That I'm like, Bob Seska would look like a squirt I, next to this guy. I noticed that. Yeah, it was like, oh yeah. my God, I drafted behind him the whole time. It was like being behind a moving billboard. I was like, wow, I can't feel any wind <laughs> at all. It's amazing. The difference between 6'4 and 6'7 is, huge. well, it's three inches. But I mean, in terms of my perception, they might as well be nine feet tall. Yes. And I love it. I love hanging around yes. with people and he's who are a nurse. taller than me. He's a nurse and he's tired of COVID idiots too. I'm like, we're going to need all of our yeah. nurses to look like bouncers and just go shut the up and take the vaccine before I... Okay. That's right. <laughs> yes. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform, one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. NetSuite.com slash Miller. NetSuite.com slash Miller. One more time, netsuite.com slash Miller. Okay, um, you uh, one more point you made. You said that doesn't mean spinning our wheels in unwinnable district. It means dominating on other ballots. The U.S. Senate isn't subject to gerrymandering. Neither is the presidency or gubernatorial elections. So, I oh, think, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bob, I'm with you. Just fight on every front. I, I Obviously, I'm just as frustrated as anybody else about voting rights and all of, you know, what we need to yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and just what we were just talking about, that anywhere, Bob, from 70 to 90% of Americans are for every piece of the Build Back Better plan. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, the media doesn't report what's in it. 10% of Americans are, know what's in it, right? Yeah, and and yeah. it's so it is endlessly sort of frustrating that, you know, when we talk about, oh, moderates and progressives, well, these are all progressive policies and the huge majority of Americans are for all of them. Right. So yeah. it, so to have like two senators dictating basically, you know, against what the vast majority of Americans, including people in their states, want mm-hmm. is, is mm-hmm. endlessly infuriating. Right. We went through this with the Affordable Care Act, with Obamacare, where people were saying, oh, I hate Obamacare. We should repeal Obamacare. And then when they're asked about the individual aspects of Obamacare, the most popular things, even on down, there was only one thing that was unpopular, and it was the mandate. Everything else had majority support among the American people, in some cases, supermajority support. So it's a matter of uh, people seeing how the sausage is being made and evaluating the legislation based on observing the process on cable news. That's what I think skews people into believing, oh, well, this legislation is terrible. And then when they're asked about the parts of it, they go, oh, that's great. Oh, I want that. Oh, my God, that other thing's in there. I didn't know that. And so that's kind of the disparity that we see. And that's why we can't have nice things in this country, because cable news makes the legislative process into this you know once again we're in a horse race it's oh who's up who's down who's won the week who's lost the week yeah and instead of detailing the advantages of what's in the legislation or the disadvantages as some cases might be 
we're into this whole idea of wins and losses and who's up and who's down. Yeah. And, and that but, makes people say, oh, I don't want anything to do with this because it's ugly why, and ridiculous and it's I, stressing me out. Right. Yeah. I get annoyed with the Democratic bashing because as Nancy Pelosi mm-hmm. just said, every time she goes to the press, she tells them what's in it. They don't report on it. They just report yeah. how much it is. How, right. You know, it's this much and they want this much and they want that much. It's like talking about some product without saying what it is. It's only how much mm-hmm. it is. But I mean, yeah. anyway, so it's covering like, politics like you cover sports. It's all, yeah. it's like the competition mm-hmm. of it. The yeah, the who's keeping score. And it's just it's it's insane. And I understand to an extent how that's important. You know, in order to follow politics, you need to know how a piece of legislation might be doing in the process. But at the same time, the thing that should be leading it is the the particular details of the policy or the yeah. legislation rather than you know who's winning and who's losing um yeah like for instance um cbs tweeted C- uh, child tax credit sparks debate should it have a work requirement and you said i hope you cover whether jobless trust fund recipients have to work for their tax cuts too yeah. thank you bob seska <laughs> That's a great response, Bob. Thank you. Yes. Well, it's it's a messaging frustration insofar as we keep calling it the child tax credit when in a technical sense, it's a tax cut handed out preemptively to the people who would receive it. Right. And I don't understand why this isn't the frame for that particular aspect of the I think it was the American jobs plan. I think it was all part of that cuts child poverty in half in particular. That should be something that should lead every sentence when you're talking about the child tax credit. But on top of that. It's a it's a tax cut. So you have Mark Levin and Fox News screaming about how terrible it is. And all this child tax credit is just more handouts, more entitlements for people who don't deserve them and who are refusing to work. And you end up down that road of, you know, all the dog whistles revolving around welfare and so on. When, in fact, this is a tax cut. This is and, and there's no reason why any Republican should be opposing this tax cut other than to say, Oh, I I just hate those people anyway. Yeah, yeah. and that's you know yeah. that's why that, that's why there's that's why they're Speaking opposed to it just because it comes from the Democrats. Speaking right. of coverage, that's Bob, why. you you tweeted about Texas Boogaloo boy admits in court he traveled to Minneapolis after George Floyd died, fired thirteen shots into a police precinct building to sow chaos, and you said I wager this happened a lot more than we know. Thank you. Yeah, you don't see yeah. coverage of this or the umbrella guy that was a white supremacist trying to look like a. Black Lives Matter protester breaking windows, etc. Mm-hmm. And this is what we right. keep saying. We're not conspiracy theorists. When they say, oh, it was Antifa January 6th, it most provably was not. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. See yep. all these well, I mean, court once cases. Again, it's, right. Yes. Yeah. Once again, the fight is covered like sports. It's like, oh, it's Antifa versus the Boogaloo Boys. It's Antifa versus the Proud Boys. Let's see who's going to win. Who's going to throw the best punches? Instead of going, hey, you know what? May- I wonder if those Antifa people are infiltrated by people from the Proud Boys. We've seen this going back to the 1968 Democratic Convention, where uh, unrest is stoked by the people who want to see the unrest happen. So you had Pat Buchanan sitting up in a hotel room in 1968 looking down and going, hey, let's fire up this crowd a little bit. Let's agitate uh, the protesters to the point where there's violence, and then it'll make the Democrats look really bad. And that's that's a thing yeah. uh, you know the the term which i can't say on radio rat effing yeah. is a real thing this yeah. is something that happens yes. in politics yes yeah. yeah and so this is another case where i'm sure these proud boys boogaloo boys i'm sure what they do is they stage these events where 
maybe they you know they go provoke violence they go provoke violence and then go oh look how violent the left is yeah Yeah. and i have never met anyone who is oh hi i'm uh i'm jeremy i'm from uh the uh, the antifa (laughs) right (laughs) from the antifa who what (laughs) yeah i've never met anyone who is from antifa for god's sake it feels like a fake thing yeah bob you're so good at messaging you could be the left's less rumpled frank luntz yes Yes. Yes. I Better do. looking, I, less building, rumpled. Yes. <laughs> right. I? I just need to build the Oval Office in my bedroom. Right. <laughs> like Frank Luntz. Can I say something and, and, about and, you, Bob? Uh, by the way, yes. I, I haven't, I haven't uh, uh, taken that off my list. I would love to have an Oval Office in my bedroom. Oh, that would be well. That may be something I have in common. With just spin that Kimberly Johnson around in circles. There's it's no just, corners anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's a West Wing thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Listen, yeah, Bob. Can Bartlett I say thing. something about you and the Bob Seska show? I think of mm. you as my six foot seven bike partner. Like I, Kevin, my bike, he would get out right. and like in the turn lane in front of me. Yeah. So as I'm like, I feel like if you get hit by a car, it's the car's going <laughs> to take the worst of that. That's right. So you are, you are, I draft behind you, Bob Seska. Like you did yeah. a fantastic Aaron Rupar interview. And then I just drafted behind you and had him on yesterday. And I'm, I'm no Bob Seska as an interviewer, but I am, I draft behind him. Yeah, I, I'm, that's what I'm there. For. That's what I'd, I'd be there for. I'd protect you from vehicles coming at you. It was like uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who was in the military. He's like, you know, at six foot four, Bob, you could be on the front lines. You'd be Sergeant uh, B- Bullet Blocker. I said, oh, thank yeah. you. That'll yeah, be thanks. my job. I'm blocking the bullets for the guys behind me. I'm so proud. You are. You're my superhero, you big nerd. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Bye, Bob. Bob. The Bob Seska Show. Essential. It is essential. I'm going to listen on my bike ride right now. Uh Right after the show. Yes.